0: Hey guys, welcome to the Salt City Podcast. Again, this is your host, Drew Stevenson. I'm live from Rhonda the Honda. Once again, my 2004 Honda Odyssey minivan. And I'm actually really happy to be in Rhonda for a couple reasons today. One is I can get out of the house, get a good conversation in with my friend Beth, because My house has five kids in it. They're loud and it's hard to have a good conversation in my house. And the second reason is, even though this is a 2004 Honda Odyssey, it's an EXL. So I actually have heated leather seats and it's a snowy day in the greater Minneapolis area. So again, I'm coming at you from an undisclosed location, but in case you were wondering, I am comfortable. And I'm joined by Beth Orlowski. And Mm -hmm. I first got to know Beth in a connection group that I was um, in with her with Salt City Church. And she is a wife and a mom and a teacher. But the reason that she's on the show today is because I have always been so encouraged by her faith. And specifically her faith when Facing some tough circumstances in her own life. And so I really wanted to be encouraged and wanted to let you guys listen in on the conversation. And so I want to welcome Beth to the show. Welcome, Beth.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: It is great to have you. Can you just share for us a little bit to start just what your God story is, how you came to know Jesus, came to love him, and follow after him?
1: Okay. Um, mine's kind of boring because I I learned about Jesus when I was four years old. My grandmother used to pray over us at night. She lived in Wisconsin and we lived in Illinois. And so we'd come and visit. And when she'd tuck us in at night, she'd pray over us. Um, and that it just fell in love with her Jesus. You know, I was so excited that there was somebody who loved me out there and who was willing to listen to me and just was watching over me it was so intriguing and I and I always loved Jesus when I was 11 years old I went to a um, backyard bible study and I gave my heart to Jesus so I was born again at that point and that was a huge like like I don't know life-changing event at 11 (laughs) you know but of course I don't know how everyone else who starts out so young when I went to high school and College, I kind of, you know, had some rejection about my Jesus, and so I kind of hid my relationship with Jesus. I, I was, this is a lifelong problem of mine. I was more worried about people's opinions of me than God's, mm. and that's something I'm still working on, getting better and better. But that's my start.
0: Yeah, what? I'm curious, like, what? At seven, you know, I'm, I'm picturing you just praying. With your grandma yeah. by the bed like what did you love about jesus then that you would say you still love about jesus now
1: oh I, I just you know what there's a palpable presence when you are really um focusing on jesus um i when i was seven years old i i i got this little piece of this little card from church that said jesus on one side and on the other side it said um if you say this name over and over, you will see how real Jesus is. And so I'm like, yeah, right. What's going to happen? So, so I did, I said, Jesus, the name of Jesus over and over. And I just got like, whoosh, this electricity, you know? And, and I'm like, I never felt that before. And it's, it freaked me out actually, you know? And at that time I was too scared to try it again, but now I just, you know, I, I know that, that he is present with us and sometimes he gives us a palpable touch
0: Mm-hmm. i just I just think that's so cool. you know, at the end of the day, I think you would agree that even those of us who came to Christ at a really young age, that it's just remarkable. It's like, you know, a lot of kids are completely disinterested in Jesus yeah. at that age and would rather just play with their friends mm-hmm. or do other things. And so I just find it remarkable that God had opened your heart yeah. in such a way. That you loved him even at such a young age, and that your earliest memories are just loving him. What a beautiful picture of your grandma's love for Jesus being transferred.
1: Yeah, I hope to do that. Someday Can you my... talk? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I missed. I stopped hearing you, so I thought you were done. <laughs> I just said I hope to to be that example for my grandkids someday, which I don't have any grandkids, but. Someday.
0: Yeah. I know you are, um, for your kids, you know, my first, um, remembrance of hearing your name is actually before I met you was when I was meeting with your son, Nick on a weekly basis at Iowa state. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I know that your faith has, uh, impacted your kids and, and that they are following after Jesus. And so what a cool thing. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so Another question for you is just, you know, being in connection group with you and kind of getting an up close look at your life. I think what's been remarkable to me is that you have walked through some really difficult things Mm -hmm. and you have just an unshakable joy Mm -hmm. and would love to know. Well, first of all, fill us in a little bit on, on some of those difficult things. I'm, I'm thinking uh, specifically of a long battle with cancer. Okay. Um, so fill us in a little bit on that. What What's that process been like? And then just talk about what does it look like to grow in contentment
1: mm-hmm. and
0: joy in the midst of suffering?
1: Right, right. That's those. Okay. A lot of stuff. Very excellent questions. All right. So, um, when I was 35 in 1999, um, I, um, I was actually in the middle of a, a period where I was trying to get closer to God, and I was really reaching, I was really leaning into God. And um, one night I was laying in bed and I felt this little hard lump in my breast. And as soon as I felt it, I had this warm blanket of peace that just whooshed over my whole body. And it was like, not that I heard a real voice, but it was like something in my head said, this is cancer and everything's going to be okay. And for me, that meant I'm going to die and Dave is going to be, have help from God to take care of our three little kids who were six and under at that time, you know, and, and, and mm. I was fine with that. <laughs> you know, it's like.
0: Hope we lost you a little bit here, Beth.
1: that they talk about in Philippians. Can you still hear me?
0: I, I lost you there for a little bit. So, so we got cut off at the point where you said that, you know, you thought that your kids were going to be left with Dave. And, and there was sort of a peace about it, but a fear in that too.
1: Right. Well, um, oddly enough, there wasn't a fear <laughs> because it was, it was God's peace. I, I'm the one that normally would be a fearful person. And so Mm. the fact that I wasn't fearful was to me a a gift that God was giving me at that time. It was that Philippians four, you know, the peace that surpasses all understanding and I was living it. And, and, and so it's like, I I knew that that was from God. And um, so the peace came naturally, but, but the having courage did not, that was something that I I really had to learn over time. And um, a couple of things that really changed how i felt with the, of that one was just the um john 14 one. we all know this one do not let your heart be troubled trust in god trust in me you got a, a home in heaven you know and and i knew about that but I, I read it more slowly do not let l-e-t do not let your heart be troubled meaning you have control over it and god expects mm. you you know it's almost like a command sometimes I, I i think of that with the 10 commandments i'm like this should be command number 11. Thou shalt not fear, because fear, certain fear, you know, fear of God is good, but fear is not from God most most of the time. It's not a God thing, and He commands us over and over not to fear. So just knowing that I had control, I could I could not let my heart be troubled was a start, you know. And so every time I would get. A, a new bad report or a, a report that I knew the a report, a report was coming. My heart would start going like this. And then I'd go, Nope, do not let your heart be troubled. No matter what this thing says, God still loves me. He's still in control. And I am not going to fear. I know that I, you know, that I'm whole and I'm good and God has a perfect plan for me and I'm going to go with his plan. So that helped. And then, then the whole thing of, um, Jairus, you know, Jairus was going, he came up to Jesus. He's like, help me. <laughs> my daughter's dying. And he had so much faith in Jesus. He thought, "You come to my house. You're going to save my daughter. And so they're on the way. Jesus is like, yeah, I'll, I'll go heal your daughter. They're on their way. There's some interruptions. And then someone from the house says, don't bother the teacher. Your daughter's dead. And Jesus immediately said, do not fear only believe. It was like he had to get under that initial sink of fear because when you sink into that fear it's like this cold hand just grips your heart and pulls you down, you know. I don't know if you've ever had that, but um he was was trying to get in there before that happened to Dyrus and said, believe. Just believe. And when you have faith in God and you're looking up, the fear does dissipate because it's not of him. So that's that's my secret for fear and that's freedom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm hearing a couple things in there that that are really um, helpful. And and one is you just, you love the Bible. You're in the Bible, you know these stories and you know the words of Jesus and you know the letters and all that. And so there's this, this Bible saturation, but then you also have learned how to use it mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. And to very practically not let the fear overwhelm you. And and so how are you applying that in your life now? And so when I thought of you, you were one of the first people I thought of in Salt City to pray for in this, because I thought, okay, Beth, I was just visiting you in the hospital a short time ago (laughs) as kind of a new bout of cancer comes. Mm -hmm. And I immediately think of, the high risk people Mm -hmm. to coronavirus and I thought of you and so I'm just trying to think okay you're dealing with with this this disease that's sweeping across literally the whole world but -hmm. then you're thinking about yourself as well and how you're more susceptible to that being negative in your own life so how are you right now not letting (laughs) your heart be troubled what does that look like as you're just you know, cooking meals per day, and then you're um, yeah. writing lesson plans or, or whatever you find yourself doing around the house. Right. right. How are you not letting your heart be troubled?
1: Well, I, a huge part is really feeling God's love for me and, and the grace. And okay, so it, it, to me, this whole thing couldn't have been, for me personally, a, a more perfect setting. So, so I'm in the hospital in December, and then I go on a leave of absence you know, from my teaching job. So I'm at home all the time. And what do I do? I I get into the word. And as I'm in the word, I'm seeing more of these promises. And I'm like, you know, that promise isn't in there just because it's poetic. That promise is in there because it is a tool. And we need to stand on on these promises. And whenever I used to hear people saying, stand on the promises, I'm like, okay, what does that mean? (laughs) How do you do that? And it, it really is, it's really a faith thing that, that one verse that and we sing, Isaac brings up the song a lot, all God's promises are yes and amen. And so mm-hmm. his promises are always like grace. They're always on. And we get to to receive those promises by saying, amen. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. And so during the two months, January and February, before this whole thing went off, I was standing on, on promises. I was feeling more and more, um, just grace from God and more love. You know, I love you. This, this sickness is not from me. It's going to end, you know? And I'm like, Oh, oh all right, I'll, I'll take that. Um, so then when, when the whole coronavirus thing came along, number one, I, I didn't have to jump in and do distance education. Like my colleagues who are stressed out of their minds, I didn't have to worry about, you know, my, my, uh, beautish, my hair cutting lady is not working anymore. Cause I lost all my hair anyway, and I just get to wear this wig.
0: You know? <laughs> what a great like, perspective! Silver...
1: That's amazing. <laughs> I know it's like, there's all these silver lightings. It's like I have already I've already been home for two months, so being home doesn't seem any different to me, you know. So um, that's been been a really cool thing, and and um, I just really have this knowing that it's gonna be okay, and and that's why that's how I'm able to cook and. You know do all my house stuff and whatever and and I don't go around in fear plus every morning I start the day with either the bible or music and I just lift up my hands and I praise god I love holy 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 by the newsboys because it's like pure worship I I love yeah. god I love you god and he as I worship him he fills me up you know, and in yeah. fact, at, at one of those times I was having a, a, just an awesome worship, you know, I wish Isaac were in my house. <laughs> Maybe that's the person I should say, is, but no, I was <laughs> say, as I'm worshiping and filling up with God one, like about four weeks ago, I heard this, it's over. And I'm like, did, did I, did you say that? <laughs> you know, did you just say it's over? And, um, since then I've had two blood reports that the the cancer numbers have gone down 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 they haven't been this good in two years almost two years like wow shy of two two years so so it's like you know I don't he's doing something and he's keeping me joyful praising yes that's joyful
0: yeah so you mentioned that there's this relationship between believing God's promises in the moment but really being anchored in his love for you are there specific passages of scripture that you go back to that just remind you of God's love specifically for you? Right. And how do you apply those to yourself? In other words, you've got the, the promise of scripture that God loves you. How do you just remind yourself as you go throughout your day that God is loves you, that he's for you, that he's kind as bad yeah. things are happening? in your life like they happen in all of our lives
1: right right and it's like a a specific verse doesn't come to mind but i'm i'm always saying you know god's not mad at me god's not disappointed with me he loves me he loves me so much and so deeply he wants good for me he has you know future plans for me and that alone can bring you so much joy you know um this morning i was listening to the song your love never fails you know pain may last for the night but joy comes in the morning and even if the oceans rage I don't have to be afraid because I know he loves me you know and it's like that kind of thing you know just like it it, it just hits it just it just you know this is this is real this is true
0: (laughs) so yeah so beautiful so so the other aspect of of the suffering that you didn't mention. So you talked about cancer diagnosis and you've battled that on and off since you were 35 for, Mm -hmm. for more than 20 years. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that's a significant part of your story is that your husband, Dave has not always been in the same place in terms of his faith that you have been. And one of my favorite God stories in our church is a little spoiler alert is that Dave got baptized a couple <laughs> years ago and and gave his life to Christ. And and really, um, he just understood God's grace, yeah. that God loves him. And, yeah. and you had been praying for him. So you've got little kids, mm-hmm. you're dealing with cancer, you're walking with Jesus, believing his promises, and then you have a husband who is not in the same place. What did that look like?
1: Okay. All right. I got to just start out by saying, you know, didn't you know about the verse? Thou shall not be unequally yoked. <laughs> you know, didn't you know about that? <laughs> hey, I wasn't <laughs> going to say that. Before. You know, um, and I, I have to say, and this is a totally different story I'm not going to get into, but um, I believe that I was told not to. I was going to break up with Dave and I was told not to. And maybe I married him too quickly. Maybe if I had waited at that point, he would have come earlier. But um, I stayed with him. It's been a wonderful decision. I, you know, I can't imagine a more perfect mate for me, but um, Mm -hmm. he did accept Christ um, shortly after my, let's see. Well, it was after my cancer diagnosis, like five or six years after the, the, that's not that short. (laughs) Anyway, he, he, he finally did accept christ but very very quietly it's kind of like the the difference between him and i or the difference between him and me are that i will go when we get to the lake i will go running off the end of the dock and just dive in i'll get all wet he gets goes to the end he dips in his toe he waits for a while till he gets used to it dips in a little bit further, you know, it's like, he's a slow and that's how he was when he became a Christian. It's like he put his little toe over the line and he just stood there and he didn't tell anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was just a very slow, slow progress. So, so for me, the day that he decided to get baptized with salt city church and he decided that he, he, he asked me to do it. I was like, Whoa, and when I listened to what he said beforehand, you know, you read off your little thing. Um, he said, I, I, I wanted to be obedient to God. And I'm like, that is not in his verbiage. <laughs> that is not the way he talks. Something is happening here. Something very real. And, um, you know, but we, when I baptized him, I felt like whole, like completely whole for the first time in my life. It was like, Dave, mm. me, God three triune you know relationship the way it's meant to be and it felt it felt so wonderful and I just want to add one little thing I I don't want to waste all our time but I love this part Dave you know he's the oldest probably the oldest person that's ever been baptized at Salt City Church and so he's got (laughs) a little bit of maturity on him and and um, he knows that these wonderful events in life go quickly so he says to me I want you to hold me under longer so I can really <laughs> experience that moment.
0: And I was there for this. It was so awkward and
1: wonderful <laughs> and everything in one, but yeah,
0: keep going. Now, you
1: know, I'm holding him under and the whole audience is like, and pretty soon they start laughing. I, it was long. He he said he was going to tap me when he was ready. <laughs> so that's why I held him under. His, his legs started floating up, but his head was still under. <laughs>
0: And and there are still college students in our church who don't know Dave's name, but they'll talk about that. They'll be like, remember when that old guy had his wife hold him under the water. And I mean, even as you're talking about it, I can still remember that feeling inside that I, that I had in that moment. That was just 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 so 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 great. Yeah. And so since that time, I mean, since Dave made that decision and your relationship has become closer mm-hmm. and all that, and now you're continuing to walk through cancer and he's really become a spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. What has that been like? Like what, what does this day look like for you with kind of that whole relationship that you described with Dave?
1: Yeah. So it, it is, it's, it's nice because I just feel um, like I the, the complete freedom to just blurt out every you know, God moment I have with him. Whereas before I might've been more, I didn't want to like bang him over the head and I didn't want to push him the other way, you know? So now I just, I just get to share everything with him, which is, which is really, really nice. He, he's still like, I always say to him, you know, if we die at the same time, I am going to hold, hang on to your hand and run to Jesus because I know you're going to be going What is all this? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I'm going to grab him. I was like, come with me. We got to find Jesus.
0: So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's so beautiful though. That's so beautiful. What, what do you imagine, you know, when, when that day does come, when you Mm. do die, you know, I think, I think what I've, what I've learned about myself is that the older that I get, the more I'm fueled by hope and just by what heaven is going to be like and what it's going to be like to see Jesus. What do you look forward to most about Mm -hmm. the other side of death?
1: Yeah. I would say, um, I have, I, this is something that has been an obsession almost lifelong for me is, um, heaven. And, and since I had cancer, it's even been more so it's like, well, that means because I have cancer, I'm probably going to heaven more quickly than everybody else. And so, you know, I'm like, I got to figure <laughs> out what my future is going to be like, you know. And here I am still here, totally healthy. I mean, I feel like a million bucks. Um, but anyway, I, I just I just have heard people who have had near-death experiences. They have a little t- glimpse of heaven and they come back. And this happens a lot, actually. And um, the thing that they say is the overwhelming love that they feel for Jesus, for that that Jesus is giving them okay so they they go there and they they know how how impure they are next to this perfect pure being they feel their sin and and Jesus reaches out with this acceptance it's like I love you I know I know you know who you are I know it all and I still really really love you and I paid for all those sins they're gone. Just forget about it. You're forgiven. And he, he just wraps them up and, and they've never felt so loved. And they say, I could have stayed there for eternity. I could have stayed in his presence for eternity. And when they told me I had to go back, I was like, no, you know? So, so I'm, I'm thinking that's what I'm going to do first. When I get there, I'm just going to find that light and go, apparently you can, you can move faster. You can see better and it's another thing I can't wait to wake up and have it and not have myopic vision. (laughs) That'll be so nice to see clearly. So, uh, yeah,
0: that's, that is so beautiful. Beth, what would you say to somebody who this whole coronavirus thing is the hardest thing they've ever been through? You know, I'm I'm thinking of a young believer and, and they're just overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by the suffering in the world. And Mm -hmm. And they do believe in Jesus, but it seems to them like the suffering is more real to them Mm -hmm. than the presence of Jesus. How would you encourage them to take the next step Mm -hmm. in developing this fearless faith perspective?
1: Right, right. Um, So I I feel like it's a difficult thing to ask, but to take your eyes off of the circumstance that you see before you You look up first you see the cross and then you look beyond the cross to the throne of god god is on his throne he knew about coronavirus it doesn't come as a surprise to him he he saw it when he first made the earth you know when he first was creating it he saw that this was coming it's in his control and he whatever you're going through is not going to last. It's temporary. It's very temporary. And sometimes I feel like, like suffering is this tiny little window into hell. And it's like,
0: Mm -hmm. I don't want
1: that. (laughs) It's like a little flashing warning sign to run, not walk away from evil. You know, so this, this time, it's like shaking the whole world up. We've been so involved, juggling. 20 balls, you know, and, and this is like a little wake up 7.8 billion people are all looking at this at the same time. And, and it's like, all of a sudden those balls that were so important are gone. We're like, only the essential stuff is all we're, we're paying attention to. And it was like, it's like, God's going, that's not important. (laughs) This is important. Get yourself right with me. Come, come by me. That's more important than all the things that we've been staring down at. We got to look up.
0: I love, I'm not going to forget that just, just that suffering is, is this little experience of hell. And and I've heard before that as a Christian, that's the most of hell we'll ever experience. I mean, it's just this little taste of, of what life apart from God is, mm-hmm. but that's not our future. And so that's such a beautiful picture to not focus on what we're not really going to be a part of for eternity but to look at the cross look at the throne yeah that's beautiful and to and to see that through God's word yeah that's that's awesome hey we are i can't believe it it's <laughs> it's 12:29 we're out of time so i got to i got to end um you listened to the last podcast that I, I did and i yeah it
1: was awesome
0: i'm going to ask these these same three questions to everybody um okay. to end just kind of fun questions right um that give us a window into uh, just what you love and, and all that. So the first question is, I know you love Dave, but if you could add one person to your quarantine from history, who would it be and why?
1: Okay. Well, you know, the first person I would pick is of course is Jesus because I have a million zillion questions for him and I could ask him questions 24 seven during this entire stay,
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> you know? So, but um, I, you know, I was really motivated by your sermon last Sunday and I have read the book Hiding Place twice and and um you know at a time like this Corey ten Boom would have a lot to say about um what you know why talk about walking through suffering. You know, she she's she really experienced incredible suffering and her faith was enormous. And so um I would love to get you know pick her brain
0: Totally, totally. She's like, you know, lived through a concentration camp. Coronavirus is like, she'd be kicking her feet up having some tea with you. That'd be great. (laughs) sure. Okay, if you had to eat one meal, so this isn't like, you know, there's no law in place, but it's something that I've thought about. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of the quarantine, what would it be?
1: Okay, so if it didn't matter if I got my right protein and, uh, you know, my vitamins and stuff, right? Um, I would love to uh, have my grandma, she's, she's been long gone. She died in 2007. But her Spetzel and Kalachis, <laughs> they were so good. She's a German grandma. I, I literally spetzel. have
0: no idea what
1: that is. Spetzel what is- and Kalachis. <laughs> spetzel <laughs> is just like this amazing noodle that she makes and she puts it in soups but sometimes you just eat the spetzle and kolaches are these cute little danish rolls she would make with um you know cherry inside they're just so good but if i'm gonna be healthy do you remember pairings on shady oak there's a pairings it's a it was an old restaurant they they left and i was so so sad because they had the best salads in the world and that's where i would get my health food (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, spezil and kolaches. Did I say that right? Or a salad? Okay. Yeah. So you got two. You got two options. But it has to
1: be a Pairing salad. No other salad compares. So.
0: Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Last question. So we're in this weird time where we can't go to restaurants, sporting events, or concerts. We can't, you know, see people. it was the weirdest thing. I saw my parents yesterday, and I couldn't get within six feet of them. I couldn't give them a hug. You know, it's so strange. So, yeah. if you could go to one concert, sporting event, or restaurant right now which one would you go to and who would you go with
1: okay hands down it would be um, isaac's worship team <laughs> i miss coming to church with everybody not not like it's like like isaac isn't enough all by himself you know <laughs> right <laughs> but if yeah. you had it, the whole worship experience i miss i miss sunday morning worship experience with everybody you know watching looking around and people are raising their hands and you know, we're yeah. all singing something lady behind me is harmonizing. You know, it's like, uh, I miss that.
0: You know, I, you, it's funny. So I, I got online the other day, just, just to remember We've only been in this for a few weeks, Yeah. but I just pulled up one of, one of my old sermons just to watch and to see the crowd and to hear the crowd. And I started getting emotional, just yeah. thinking about missing the gathered church and, I can't wait to be there right with you, raising, yeah. <laughs> raising my hands with you. And whenever God would have us get back together, what a beautiful reunion that's going to be. That's going to be awesome. Well, Beth, thanks so much for joining us. Do you mind, uh, before we end, just praying for us and praying for those who are are uh, listening and watching? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Father God, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for all those who have been listening and who will listen in the future. Um, I just ask Lord God for a peace that surpasses all understanding in each heart, that they might know that there's hope in you, that they might understand and really feel that you love them. You're not mad at them. You're not disappointed with them, but you want to surround them, hold them deep and just surround them with your love, that that love would carry them through, that they would know this was that this time that we're living through is temporary and um lord i just yeah i just ask for blessings upon this world may we the christians just bind together and may we get closer to you may we have um go through our own personal repentance and and get closer and closer to you during this may we not waste this time but use it for your glory all the stuff we pray in your holy name amen
0: amen all right beth thanks so much for joining us and all of yes. you who watch Thank you. thanks for joining us and i i pray that you're faith is strengthened and that you, uh, leave following Jesus, uh, today and we'll see you next week.
1: All right. Bye.
0: All right. See you. Bye.